right. Is, can any can everybody hear me? Yes, it's, man. It's sound like an okay, good. Well, it made a weird laser noise when I clicked record, so I don't. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So here's the the soft intro. Is uh... <laughs> um, welcome to the Crush Monocle Podcast. I am your host, Coop. And uh, my co-host is John. Howdy. Hello, everyone. This is the podcast where we talk about stuff, all the yes, stuff. All the stuff. And we have a guest today as the first guest I've had on the, we've had on this podcast. So this is super exciting. Woo! Uh, <laughs> uh, our guest is a filmmaker, actor, writer, and contributor to the, to the Bearded Gentleman website. That's right. Uh, the one and only legendary Brandon. Yeah. Right, hello. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> Welcome last... to the circus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, no we're not very professional. Uh, that's totally okay. Uh, last podcast, I learned a lot. And I, the whole thing was super entertaining. So I, I love this shit. <laughs> nice. Nice. We're, we're very low tech. <laughs> the, people, the people listening to this can't see the video but uh it looks like i'm being filmed with a potato so i, I kind of feel like i feel like i'm in a snuff film right now yeah i'm gonna keep, keep looking over my shoulder because i think someone's gonna yeah, yeah. Something, the back of the head yeah. something fucked up is gonna happen oh it's like remember a- that do you remember that Nicolas Cage movie? Where he was, yes, like, that movie was actually really good. Or was yeah. it not? Are you guys going to like totally no. kill me now for saying no. that? Okay. We actually rewatched it recently. It's funny you brought that up. And it's, it's, it's better than I remember too. Um, it's really I, I dark. It is dark. Like, okay. So like, uh, remind me like, uh, um, <laughs> Schumacher did that one, right? He did. Yeah. Okay. And so like, but it was it was like it's somehow associated with like seven, maybe like the same writers or some shit. I can't remember. Oh, maybe. Any, anyways, like, like I think when did that movie come out? Like ninety eight or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay, so like fourteen year old, fifteen year old me was not ready for the concept of a snuff film. <laughs> like, was just totally not fucking ready for that. Like, I didn't know that it was a thing, and that like fucked me up. I was like, wait, that's really fucked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like that movie's really dark, right? Like, oh yeah, like concept wise, like it's super fucked up. Yeah, it kind of like slipped through the cracks. No one actually ever talks about it, but yeah, it it definitely is pretty dark. We watched it about maybe like six or seven months ago. I totally had forgotten about it, and it popped up. Yeah. I think I'm like two. It's on Tubi. Tubi's the best. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was pretty wild. I, I usually can't stand Nicolas Cage, and I thought he did pretty good in it. It was like '90s Nicolas Cage is is fine. Like he he lives in that decade and everything outside of that is, is a crime. Wait, so you don't fuck with like Mandy and shit like that? I actually, the first act of Mandy, I was like, Oh, wait a second. I like Nicholas Cage is killing it. And then he like, yeah. this goes full blown. Oh, yeah. like, oh, 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 like all that yeah. shit. Yeah. And like that color of space movie, which I think it suffered from some kind of bad writing too, but like his weird, like, Whole Foods Trump character he was doing with the Trump accent. Like, <laughs> I haven't really seen that bad. one. I haven't seen that one. It was I, – I feel like the movie was like over this way and like Nicolas Cage was like 30 feet away doing this, this other thing and they like put it together. <laughs> yeah. the whole hey, but what about – Is it what about like himself? What about like <laughs> Willy's Wonderland or whatever? The one where like he doesn't talk. 
Yeah. Where he's like stuck in Chuck E. Cheese or whatever. <laughs> if if that movie was like gory and disgusting, I would have loved it. But there was, it was like I needed I needed more. But yeah, he it was a lot of like him just screaming and grunting, which he's really good at. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying he's making like a mini comeback, you know? Like that's all I'm saying. <laughs> he, hey, he has never left. He has Yo, always ha- been around. Having twins and he does awesome in the Croods one and two, I'll tell you that, <laughs> as a fucking caveman. You want, you want to hear a, uh, a weird Nicolas Cage fact? Uh, so we ha- we have a friend in the biz that um, talks about like you can quadruple your budget by putting Nicolas Cage in your film because mm-hmm. um, he has international appeal appeal too. So like that's why he ends up in these like weird films all the time. That like why is he here? Like so yeah. Okay. So he's okay. a money maker. He's kind of like Liam Neeson. Over like no one's a fuck about Liam Neeson in America, but like overseas he'll like <laughs> he'll quadruple your budget too. So it's just it's, it's oh really yeah, okay that's so you're like you're basically just hiring them to get like the extra money or whatever right yeah yeah pretty much that's crazy yeah well for those who uh who don't know us here brandon had has recently made a film uh called death drop gorgeous on the last episode we plugged it pretty hard even though john almost got the title wrong i dude i call it drop dead gorgeous all the time no matter who i'm talking to it i feel yeah it's embarrassing but it is what it is um so uh we want we we had to have brandon on the show just because it's brandon he's got to be on the show i mean I can make it so he's on every episode. That would be fine with me. But uh, you're the new co-host. I'll see yeah, you later. So, Brandon, a quick sell to the people who has never heard of your movie. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's a John Waters '80s slasher uh, dark horror comedy about uh, Providence mafia and gay bars and how they intertwined in, a, in a, a serial killer that's uh draining a bunch of gay men of their blood um and then all these all these weird character stories kind of mesh together and it's uh um just wild <laughs> yeah. 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 see you're selling me on it and i've already watched it like twice so i'm yeah. sold again hey brandon i gotta tell you man i thought i didn't know that you were gonna have like such a like a big part in the movie <laughs> Like, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I was like, it made it more fun for me to watch because I was like, I know that guy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a fucking blast. Yeah, that character yeah. was based on like uh, real, real life bosses I've had. Um, I, I used to work at a, a, a gay leather bar uh, for a couple of years, and one of the new owners was pretty much that. And I worked yeah. at a Italian restaurant for 45 minutes. And uh, that you owner, worked at where for 45 minutes? It was a Italian restaurant for like 45 minutes. And that dude like really was my character. So I, I had some uh, some some good uh, role models. <laughs> Wait, did you really get like fired or quit on your first shift at the Italian restaurant? Or oh, what? I, I walked the fuck out. So I drove back from this party in Boston. I had this this uh, and they didn't even interview me like, yeah, you hired. Come on in. So I go in. It's just like. Accent? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! This is big, 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 gigantic, morbidly obese Italian man, probably like three hundred pounds, like five foot six. Walks me in the back. There's these two young girls at the register. They're probably like sixteen. He's like, "Hey, look at these little sluts. They do great here." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" And we go in the back, and like the head chef is this kid, like smoking cigarettes in the kitchen. He's battering fish in the bin of flour that they use for the pizza and cutting iceberg lettuce on the same cutting board. And I'm oh, like, oh my God. Oh, I was like, okay. I need the fuck out of here. The health, the health department yeah. shuts us down. So yeah. I just was like, like, do you need a break? I'm like, yeah. So I like, just left. 
<laughs> look, look. Can you just can you make a when when I know you're you're working on another film right now, but when that film's done, can you please just do a film version of that day? <laughs> yeah. Can, can we get like a short? Can we get like a short of Brandon's day at fucking meatballs or wherever the fuck? That place oh is my called? god! Gladly, <laughs> gladly. It'll be like that that stupid James Franco movie where he did, like redoes cruising and adds like the extra footage and I'll just like it'll be like a documentary <laughs> slash like here's the footage. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. I mean I'm saying all this shit now, but I'm gonna be like sleeping with the fishes tomorrow and that guy hears about this. So. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Uh, hey, I can will, I can I I'll ask like out. some questions about the movie just like curiosity sake? Yeah, for sure. So, like, you know the infamous Kid Rock video you did for us, which is, like, the best thing ever? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's the same room that is, like, two, like your character's office, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so basement. Tony's office, right? Okay, yeah. it's your basement. Okay, okay, okay. I was like, I've seen that wood paneling before. <laughs> I have wood paneling in my room, too. That's why it looks like yeah, a I mean, snuff film. Yeah, we've all, yeah. <laughs> couple, of, couple of sick, like, Sex dungeons here. The East Coast okay. Pixar studio. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, that's the same fucking office. I know it. Like... <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's the same office. Yeah, cool, cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, if, and then uh, and then uh, who are the two bands? Oh, so um this band called In Heat, um, which is actually Stephanie from my old band. Um, it's her and these two other guys are fucking great. Um, the other band is called Anxious Wave, and I'm actually gonna. I want to do a feature with with Beer General with them too. They're like uh, they're releasing a on their full uh, their second full length in November, I believe, um, on okay. the Farius Records, and they're they're fucking rad. They just keep getting better and better. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like like Killing Joke, but like meets like Pious Faults, a weird post hardcore post punk. Like it's it's awesome. Okay. Cool, cool, yeah. Yeah, because those that scene, or I guess I guess it's a couple scenes, but like the two bands, I'm like, who are these bands? Do I know these bands? Brandon's Brandon's yeah. bands. Like, yeah. I, when, when the first time I watched it, I had my instant messenger open. I'm like, uh, I'll wait till it's over, then I'll ask yeah. them. Yeah. I was like, maybe I'll find it in the credits, and then I stopped paying attention in the credits. Yeah, it's like, oh fuck. Um, <laughs> it's hard. There's so yeah. many bands in the credits. Like the music section's huge. It's just like there's there's so many like musicians and bands on. It. It's hard to like. Like who did yeah. what and which scene, but um, yeah, it's a lot, a lot of good shit on there. Yeah, cool, mm. cool. Um, I think okay, being that it's spooky horror month, um, I wanted to have Brandon on the show because uh, not only does he is he a filmmaker and and he's done all this stuff that I've dreamed about doing, but he's also he has a vast knowledge of horror movies and 100%. of course noise rock and all that sort of thing too, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. um. But if, if before uh, we started recording a little while back, he was talking about how 2021 hasn't been a great year for horror. <laughs> so elaborate not. on that. <laughs> oh, What's God. made this year suck? <laughs> for horror? That's so, a big question to le- have him lead off with, man. Uh, hey, so, that's what we do here because then we just move off for an hour and a half. <laughs> so I, I got to be in PR mode, but I'll do my best without naming names. But I yeah, just... see, you can't do this. He's in the oh, industry now. No, I can man. still do it. I can still do it because <laughs> I got I got shit to say about it. Um, and it's uh. A lot of it has to do with um, Hollywood literally just makes movies for overseas now. Um, the MPAA that we have here is not how we're, we're rating these films. Or we're, we're using mm-hmm. foreign MPAAs and rating systems to do this stuff. Like, if you think with the last, like, really gory, gross movie you've seen in a theater, it's probably going to be, like, High Tension or the Hills of Eyes remake, like, Hatchet. I mean, people will drop Malignancy, but I think Malignancy is, compared to these movies, is, like, it's not not the same. Um, and if there's, there's a lot of... Um, 
articles and stuff that have come out about this too. It's like, you know, we make mm. movies for China. We really do. Um, horror is just kind of uh, with the gore stuff taking a back seat. Um, we're really pumping and pushing these like A24 psychological horrors, which sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. But yeah, like, yeah, we're yeah. like, this country's really like making you think like, you go on Rotten Tomatoes are always at 98%. This is what you need to watch. This is what mm-hmm. you need to do. And I think a lot of it's pretty safe. Um, I think, right. you know, like Hereditary and Midsummer had some pretty gory scenes, which was, which was fun. But like, I just think modern horror, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's not the same. Um, the, the, there's great underground stuff going on. There's some really nasty, gnarly shit happening. Um, but mm-hmm. it's so hard to, um, to get your stuff out there without paying for a publicist. Like we, we locked out where we didn't have to pay for a publicist. And we just had like, a, um, a built-in audience with using drag queens and you know doing like the, the, yeah. the, the lgbt horror stuff it's like there's a built-in audience for that but like if you yeah. don't have any of these like niche audiences it's it's just so fucking hard and imdb makes it hard um I, there's so many it's just you hit dead end walls everywhere and it, it just sucks it's, it's awful hollywood is just sweeping the floor with with social media and if you want to advertise like good fucking luck you better have like thousands of dollars to get your shit out there yeah so, like, explain to me, like, the MPAA thing and how, like, films are being rated, like, one yeah. way. Ju- like, explain that a little bit more. Like, I don't quite understand what's going on there. Sure. So, the, the MPAA is a shifty bunch of motherfuckers. Um, and, <laughs> like, <they're, laughs> there's, there's a documentary about the MPAA, and it's a lot of, like, yeah. r- religious nuts. It's a lot of crazies. Um, these are the same people, like, the, the documentary talks about, like, when the movie Bound came out with uh, uh, Jennifer Tilly and... Um, Gina uh, Gershon. And yeah, Gina Gershon's in that. Yeah, yeah. And it was like these like lesbian sex scenes. Yeah. That, like Or like, they're like skin and max level sex scenes. Yeah, like, it's like super scene. suggestive. Like, like there's not really, <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, the MPAA is calling that NC-17. And I can't remember the horror movie they were comparing it to, but they, like they showed a scene of like some intestines getting pulled out of a, an abdomen and that yeah, got an yeah. R rating. So it's like the lesbian, the suggested lesbian sex was yeah. far more intense. So like, there's just NPA is just really like all over the place. It it is money ran. It's like whatever like is going to benefit Hollywood the most. Um, but nowadays it's like you know we've had we've had glimpses of films like when Alexandre Aja was in his heyday, like doing High Tension, doing, um, yeah. you know, like the Hills of Eyes remake, and um, Adam Green yeah. doing Hatchet were in the theaters. Those movies were like pretty fucking gross. But right. you, you notice mm-hmm. like there's this decline. It's like where horror started getting kind of like a little bit more conservative with like the gore and the sex. And then you kind of like we're kind of stuck in that plateau still. But then also there's a correlation between like now Hollywood making films for overseas and like mainstream okay. horror is like we're now being kind of they're now using more of a gradient with like foreign MPAAs as opposed to American MPAAs. So it's like mm-hmm. you're seeing the sex toned down. You're seeing the, the gore toned down. Um, they'll deny up and down that's happening. And but it, it, it truly is. It's it sucks. So like overseas, like. I guess more like in China or like Asia, like, yeah. Are you not allowed to like show a bunch of like gore? And I mean, I know the sex stuff, but like not like gore or whatever. Like, is that why they're like kind of cookie cuttering these or making them more like psychological thrillers as opposed to like gore or whatever? Oh yeah. No, uh, in China, especially too, they don't want the gore either. The, the sex is like really taboo there. Yeah. 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 I know that. Yeah. That's why like, you, you know, like if you think about it, there's movies coming out every week. If you go on like AMC and you look at what's coming out, it's like transformers 28 and fast and furious, <laughs> like 13. Like we don't know about these movies. Cause like, it's just so like, who cares? And, like always like Liam Neeson action films. And these like really like niche, weird action films that are like, so like mediocre and vanilla. Mm-hmm. and it's like who the fuck is watching this like and then it's like oh it's overseas is watching this like it's oh, not okay. you know it's weird um yeah yeah I, so they're um, just like hoping to make a little money here and then bank on overseas basically oh they'll right? make they'll make 10 times 10 times their budget overseas like it's it's insane 
Um, I mean, if you're a smart businessman, it makes sense why they're doing it. But like, it's just, right. you know, we suffer the consequences here. because we're just spoon fed all this, like, like milk toast trash. Like, it's just right. so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I'm, I'm currently writing an article that's going to be coming out later this month about, um, like cinema dying and all that sort of thing. And I, I don't, I'm trying yeah. really hard not to make it that Martin Scorsese debate about Marvel and all that. <laughs> right. Because right, like right. every white dude with a beard and glasses has talked about that for like, you know, like six years or whatever. And, but uh, without spoiling my own work, I will say that horror is kind of closer to art house nowadays than yes. what, what, marvel is the cinema now i'm not bashing marvel movies or anything because i'll be the first person who goes in to see those i like them yeah i'm um, super guilty but yeah can't even, i can't even I mean, like yeah you got dudes like martin scorsese or whatever and they're complaining about that these films are killing cinema but what about horror i mean yeah. you know i mean look at you know get out won Oscars and i i just recently watched us again and i think it's kind of a better movie than get out Right. And uh, those movies are closer to what he considers cinema than what the Marvel things are. Why are these directors like just taking a dump on horror all the time? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I, I do know like a lot of film fests, like uh, the the big film fests, like whatever ones, like they a lot of them really look down on horror. It's it's really weird. Like you don't see a lot of horror in cans or like the you know the big ones. It's just like this weird like it's odd <laughs> is it because is it because like maybe like bigger names or bigger production companies like aren't touching them anymore so it's more like underground shit and that's maybe why or what that's actually really good that's i've never thought about that but that actually makes a lot of sense it, it could be that um you know that that makes a lot of sense like you're not getting that like marquee draw or like you know this writer or this producer or some shit i don't know i mean well, i mean i think that if you look past in the past, oh, since basically since the eighties, every decade or like five or six year blocks has had like a gimmick with horror. Yeah, in eighty, yeah, in the eighties, sure. sure. slashers were like. I mean, even Halloween, which started slashers, was trying to be like Friday the Thirteenth. Eventually, the movie that inspired yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, right. but then in the nineties, it was like super popular to have that self referencing horror, like Scream, and. <sighs> Scream was yeah. great. I love the Scream movies, but for every Scream, there's like an urban legend, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I tried to rewatch Scream the other day and it Scream and it did not hold up. I was just like, Jesus I mean, Christ. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like it, but you gotta, you got you know, it's, it's still right, caused right. like a, like the gimmicks that come after it was even worse. You know right. what I mean? Right. For and sure. And then yeah. like after the, that went off, you kind of had the, like the sixth sense with the, the twist endings and stuff. But then after that, we've kind of had this, 20 years of just garbage of everything being that pg-13 you know horror movies made for the masses you know like well we had that we had that like blair witch kind of like trend too where everything was like self-shot remember yeah the found footage yeah Yeah, the found footage yeah yeah the found footage yeah and and i know people are probably probably gonna take this out of context and wrong but like i think a lot of horror films now are like hyper vigilant about being woke and doing these things. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of these directors are doing it just to like do it and they're missing the mark. I think like, I think a lot of the representation is not accurate. I think a lot of like the messages they're sending are so surface level and safe. It's like, yeah. if you really believe in these messages you're sending, like go fucking balls to the wall and call people the fuck <laughs> out. It's like, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's just a PR mode to get like the new Candyman. I thought was really safe. I thought like 
I, they didn't really show gentrification. Like I like the message was like gentrification. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it on the screen. Like I'm trying to empathize with these characters. Um, and I don't want to spoil anything, but like the, the mom from, you know, the original is in this one. I think she should have been the main character. Like she's still in that, like being, a, being, you know, a, a victim of gentrification. So it's like, you're trying to push these messages. You're not showing it. I can't relate to it. Like it was just really bizarre to me. Um, I, f- I felt that, you know, people were like, Oh, it's too political. I thought the movie was like kind of safe. I think they could have mm-hmm. went 20 times further and been more yeah. brutal with it. And they weren't, it was kind of like a whole foods mom doing a black lives matter movie. <laughs> honestly. Oh, shit. Like- <laughs> I mean, I think that's the trend though. I mean, like I said, you know, how scream kind of started that re- self-referencing, Maybe like the get outs and the us is trying to is kickstart the woke thing, which I hate the word woke, but get out was good so, though. I, I thought I, I got what they were selling, like that. Yeah, I thought that was like that made sense and was fucking great, right. Like that was fun, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, now you got things like, oh, we're doing the new Candyman, so this is gonna be like get out, but it's not, it's like very pedestrian. I like the movie, but it was like very pedestrian. Like, yeah. I wish it would have went like you know, hardcore full on to that message rather than just kind of weaken it out a little yeah the ending was was really predictable and i was like i was hoping it wasn't going to be that i like i i think it was a very safe ending with that message i mean you kind of expected Mm -hmm. it i think there was a lot more that could have been said it could have been a lot more brutal and like i don't know i'm I'm confused by everyone saying it's like hyper political yeah it is it's like social commentary but yeah again it's like if you're gonna like do that go all the way out like fucking make a statement um but i thought the movie was gorgeous directed well the score was fantastic um I forgot that dude's name, but he he um was in Ninety Day Men. Um, he did that solo project Lichens, and he sang in that band Singer with uh um some people from U.S. Maple. Um, he did the score. The score was fucking fantastic. He was he did a great job. I'm looking that up now. Now I gotta know. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. it was Ninety Day Men. I could be wrong. I'm almost, I think that's the band he was in. But like, and I, I want like I want these messages to exist. They've always existed in horror. It's mm-hmm. it's not anything new. But I think like at this at this point in the game, like if you're going to make these messages, fucking make them. Like be brutal about it. Yeah, come correct. You can't just like halfway do it. No, you know. That's why Get Out was so good because it mm-hmm. really wasn't even advertised as a horror movie. I mean, I I I have a hard time calling it a horror movie, but uh, I think that really kickstarted this watered down version of that sort of thing. It is, it, yeah, it's definitely more of like a sci-fi movie, which is cool because you, you, you don't really see a lot of like, you have never seen like a sci-fi movie address like these race issues. And it was cool to see Get Out do that. I thought I thought the screenplay was great. Um, the message, I thought the message now was pretty brutal. I, I think that one like was a good example of like how you do it. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> so, like, the dude that did that, his name's like Lichens? That's a solo project. Guy, yeah. Aubrey Lowe. Yeah, okay. I don't even know anything about this guy. He's awesome. Singer is great. It's uh, it's two guys from U.S. Maple, and it's it's fucking weird. Uh, I saw them live uh, here in Providence. They were great. It, it's bizarre. It's like unsettling. Like yeah. off, like it's guys from U.S. Maple. Everything they do is unsettling. But <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah. Another thing with modern yeah. horror too is like we saw like the the Wrong Turn remake, which is a, a fine example of like. Hollywood like loosely attaching representation and thinking that they're mm-hmm. woke. Like again, yeah. that was just a slap in the face. Like you have like the two gay characters in it, which are like every minority religion jammed into the gay characters. It's like you have like <laughs> the like yeah, Asian, like the Christian Asian guy, the like the Muslim dude, and it's like and they're gay and they own bistros in New York, and it's like this like <laughs> I think they got it. it's, it's so just, like it's so offensive. It's so offensive. <laughs> 
Yeah. And you know that they're sitting around these boardrooms like, well, we got to like mark, check these boxes off. Like, let's just get them all done in two characters. It's like, I mean, I, I, maybe it's good for the, the Midwest to have these characters, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was offensive and fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I, mean, I mean, that's, yeah. Well, I mean, like, here's another thing too, is that I think the, they have filmmakers have to follow money. I mean, yes. obviously they're in the business to, you know, yeah. So I think when you make a movie with PG-13 in mind, you're kind of undermining undermining the whole idea of horror. Like, yeah, you don't yeah. have to have a gory, bloody movie for it to be yeah. scary. I mean, right. some of the greatest horror, like Halloween, for example, it's, I don't think it gets more popular than that. There's barely a drop of blood in the whole movie. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, another example for No Blood is Exorcist 3, which is one of my all-time oh, yeah. favorite Oh, fucking Exorcist movies. 3 is so good. It's yeah. so good. There is not a single drop of blood in that movie. Um, it's a wild it's, movie. <laughs> yeah, that movie is horrifying. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but see, that that's a movie that could be PG-13, and you wouldn't know the difference. But yeah, when but you like, watch... Doesn't he... Isn't there, like, some pretty, like, hardcore desecration in that movie, though? That I mean... Could, like, relevant, like, you know? Yeah. I mean, the my, R rating... Yeah. yeah, but still, like, I think when you make a movie with that in mind, though, like you can yeah. watch something like I can't even like name of any, but you know when you're watching one of these movies, they usually come out like in January in the dumping grounds of theatrical releases. Yeah, <laughs> the trailers have all the jump scares and stuff in them. Like you right. know, you're watching a PG-13 horror movie. Okay, so how's everybody feeling about like these like? The brand new Halloween remake and the one that's about to drop in like four <laughs> days or whatever. <laughs> I'm excited because I like the 2018 Halloween. Dude, I'm a Rob Zombie Halloween guy, so everything else is sacrilegious. <laughs> and I know uh, those movies are fucking terrible, so I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, what's your opinion on the yeah, zombie Halloween? <laughs> so, like, I, I know there's like there was two writers or two directors mm-hmm. involved at one point, and you can kind of tell in that first one that there was, like, conflicting ideas like um i think there was just so much Are you talking about the 2018 one right yeah, yeah i don't think there's okay. so much loose slack in that movie um like the whole there was so much subplot about the podcast people trying to get his mask that like took mm-hmm. up so much screen time which yeah. was literally just to get him his mask like, they really served no other purpose um mm-hmm. so they're like you're, you're like following these characters along for a ride and that was literally it um but then like I feel like a lot of the gore was kind of safe. It was like a lot of like like off screen shit. Yep. Like, I, I think the movie could have started right when he entered that neighborhood and started killing everybody. I think that like they could have skipped all that shit like and just went right there. Um, but like I also, I Jamie Lee Curtis's character was some weird Lifetime movie. Like mm-hmm. was, I was like dying. There's one scene where they're like at the end where they're like wrestling each other. And they have each other by the wrist. And he's, like, literally picking up, like, grown men and putting them on, like, fence posts with one yeah. hand. And, like, Jamie Lee Curtis, like, her strong, like, elderly wrists are, like, holding him down. <laughs> it's, that, it's, that, it's that older sister power, man. Well, the <laughs> younger sister, I guess. I guess it's younger sister. Here's my issue. Here's, here's my biggest issue with Halloween 2018. First of all, the title friggin' sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, this should just be called Halloween 2 and just be done with it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So the whole point of you're rebooting this and pretending all the sequels didn't happen, which is fine. <laughs> Most of those movies sucked. It's really just a remake of H2O that come out like 1998. Ugh, that's like the worst fucking one too. But it's it is. The same, it's it's the trash. same movie. Yeah. 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 You're right. I've never thought about that, but that is like 100% accurate. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's Halloween uh, H4O. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, it's just, so, it's, yeah, like, I'm a, like, my wife's, like, Lacey's super into Halloween horror mm-hmm. movies. Like, we, Michael Myers, like, all that shit. Like, we love that shit. And, uh, like, yeah. yeah. Just not loving the remake at all. And, like, I think, okay, so, like, I know I'm kind of on an island here, but, like, I love the <laughs> Rob Zombie ones no. just because, like, hold on, just because, like, okay, like, there's obviously, like, he goes a little extreme sometimes on certain scenes and stuff yeah. like that, and that's fine, and that, you know, obviously that's the whole point of horror sometimes, just to be mm-hmm. uncomfortable, but, like, the gore, like, I just love how, like, savage Michael Myers is in both one and two, and especially two. And, like, the fact that it's, like, filmed on this grainy-ass film and shit, like, I understand those movies are, like, written terribly and, like, whatever, but I feel like the color and, like, the cinematography or, like, special effects, like, are really good. Am I, like, just totally fucking, like, losing it? In the Rob Zombie ones? Yes, the Rob Zombie ones, yes. I I actually, this is, like, weird. Like, the only two Rob Zombie movies I like are House of Thousand Corpses and the second Halloween that he did in a weird, I don't know Yeah, the second Halloween is so good. Like, don't you love how fucking just, like, gritty it is? It's weird. It's, like, it's like an acid trip. And, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Lords of Salem on paper could have been good, but, oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But, like, okay, so, because I'm kind of in my own, like, bubble, like... (laughs) You know, like this household, this household loves Rob Zombie Halloween, right? One and two, like we just love them. So tell me, like, as a couple of people that aren't obsessed, like, why are they shitty? I I don't. Okay, all right. Let's start with the first the first one. I'm not I'm not one of okay. those people that's like, oh, you can't remake a classic. Like it does. If right. you remake a movie, it doesn't mean the old original one's gone. You know, right, right, right. So right. I'm not saying I don't like Rob Zombie's Halloween because I love the original so much. It's just that <laughs> what takes me away from Halloween is I don't care. <laughs> Everybody in the movie is despicable, and that's what Halloween is. Like what the very first Halloween, which is again one of my all-time favorite horror movies. You you feel for Jamie Lee Curtis's character because she's a normal right. girl. You know what I mean? Okay, like okay. she's I mean the the one on the, the Rob Zombie one's a normal girl, I guess, but everything feels very forced and fake. It they feel like that everyone knows they're in a Halloween remake, so it okay. don't feel very real, so it's not okay. scary. Okay. So whatever okay. anything that he, he tries to fix with that is it just makes it brutal. And right. that's fine. Like the brutal stuff is, you know, cool or whatever. But I still think that he's missing the the entire essence of what Michael Myers is supposed to be. You know, he's the shape. You know, we don't know anything about him. And then when you go, you give so much time to telling who he is. Like, it's just another slasher movie. You know what I mean? Okay. That's my issue. I mean, I think it's cool that he did, you know, it does have a very visual, distinctive visual flair. I'll give him that. And and everyone in it does great. I love all the old throwbacks and of the, those B movie horror, you know, that's like his cast. That's like who he is. That's cool. I like that, you know? It's not a bad movie. I just think that it was the wrong approach for Halloween. Okay. All right. Brandon, what, what say you? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that too. I think I, I mean, you put it like that, it makes a lot of sense. Cause like, for instance, that reminds me of like that God fucking awful Carrie remake. Oh, um, oh yeah. I forgot about that. When, when you're casting yeah. a, a, the person to play Carrie, when you're Chloe Moritz is a beautiful girl. Like she's yeah. a beautiful, right. beautiful girl. And they're trying right. to make her like, she's this like, awkward like sociopathic like weird person that's just getting bleed all the time and like you compare her to sissy spacek who is like this like tall lanky sissy frail, spacek like, was, like she was she was cute though right oh no like, she's she's gorgeous but i think like her like 
she just is like this frail, lengthy, like the long. Yeah, okay, hair. you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, okay, she's yeah, like yeah. not. She's not curvy. Like Chloe Moritz is like she's a very beautiful girl. And you're trying right. to sell me that like she's this like awkward like no one likes her and everyone's bullying her. Mm-hmm. I just not. I just don't buy it. Um, right, okay. Or like I just think like Sissy Spacek was just so awkward and like gangly and just kind of like you know shoulders always together. It was yeah, just like, like I, yeah, yeah. I was buying what she was selling and she she was absolutely fantastic in that film. And I think like you said with Rob Zombie too, it's like you you knew you were in a, a Halloween remake like and that god awful Carrie make like which oh my god you knew you were in a, a bad Hollywood Carrie remake. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, in the in the very first episode of this podcast, me and John briefly talked about the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, um, we did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I love the original because I'm just a Hooper me fan. Too. Anybody who does that much coke and makes movies, I'm a fan. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> um, Brandon, but, are you in that club? Are you in that club that recoup? Like, just you just need to do a shit ton of blow to do your movie. <laughs> There's a good possibility. <laughs> um, but uh, and I interviewed Adam Marcus, the director of Jason Goes to Hell, and the his biggest complaint with the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre was mine. And I didn't even realize it until he said it. Um, it's because we don't believe those kids are kids. All the right. kids in the original in the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre are friggin' gorgeous. The men and women, they all look like Abercrombie models. Yeah, yes, like do. these are the kids that would beat up the kids that would have been in the original yeah. uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, it's like the cast of 90210 or whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah, like the fucking decade older than the part they're playing. At it's, least, not, right? it's not that I hate beautiful people because I'm ugly, it's just that we kind of have to identify with the awkward and the that's real because that's what yeah, like real people pe- look like. Yeah, normal looking people. Yeah. You know? So I yeah. think that's what the, the biggest issue with that movie too. I mean, I love I like the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm just it's just not scary. Right. You know? I'm, I'm I'm neutral with it. I think it's a little so one of my favorite parts of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's one of my favorite films, is just like um, they did so much with so little. Like the ad campaigns were bullshit. Like mm-hmm. they lied. It's like this is based on a true story, and like really like riled people up. They yeah. um they just yeah. had so much cool shit going for them. Um, it's just gritty. It's actually not that gory. It's a lot of implied no. gore. Like it's really like yeah, it's afraid. implied for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and I think there was like a weird um a grittiness. You can smell that movie. Like it's just yeah. it's, like it was just fucking totally, gross. totally. Yeah, the remake was too clean. I feel like it was like I didn't get that grit. It was just like. Hollywood did the thing. I mean, it. I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. I was on the fence, but like, I actually liked the, the second one a little bit better than the the, uh, the first. Me remake. too. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like the prequel, right? The prequel yeah. one or whatever. Yeah. I think I've only seen that one like twice, so I'm not like super familiar. I know like the Jeep rolls over, and then after that, I don't really remember much. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's the same movie done just slightly. Different. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, the, the last couple were. Um, I, I'll try to be nice. The last couple were 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 made. <laughs> yeah, they exist. Wait, are there it's, like it's, new ones? There's new ones yeah. out. There's a 3D one that came out after. It's supposed to be the third re, like kicks the remakes. Um, yeah. there, that's there, and there's another one with Stephen uh, Stephen Dorff that um that's I think it's just oh, called no. Leatherface, and you know that's that's a movie that's there too. Okay. Well, cool. uh, and going back, going back, uh, Adam Marcus, the Jason Goes to Hell director, actually wrote one of those. Um, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, one of the newer ones, okay. and uh, but it was one of those committee things where his name's still attached, but they basically changed everything that he wrote. So that's yep. like another thing that he always gets hell for. 
Um, And I think that kind of goes back to your original point, Brandon, about how committees are making these movies that should be, you know, the writers and the director's choices. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of the visions of these directors um, and and writers, once they get through the filters of producers and um, funders and streaming services, whoever's going to pay for these films, they just get so mutilated. Like, um, I... There's pro- I, I know some dirt on the Hellraiser remake. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about it, but like <laughs> the reason that that Ooh. was getting like hot, it got hot potatoed around by all these really awesome directors. Like a lot of the French directors, like they were doing that, like that, all those gory, crazy French films, like Martyrs yeah, Inside. Yeah, um, yeah. She was getting tossed around. Like, why would you turn down the Hellraiser remake? And then um, a friend of ours received it and got the reason why. It's just, it's like they want to make maximum profit, there's no artistic integrity. It's like, how can we, what's, what's hot yeah. right now? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's kind of like the log, the logarithms that um, Netflix uses to create series and fun things. Like when stranger right, yeah. things came out, it was like Stephen King was hot at the time. Eighties um, throwbacks were hot at the time. So they commissioned these people to make stranger things. Um, so I mean, that's like how these things kind of come to fruition. It's like really all about like, you know, data market profit. research, algorithms, profit, like, um a lot of these series get so much praise i watch them they're so stretched to like paper thin it's like i know they should be like five episodes but they're like 15 we're we're in the we're about to finish up midnight mass and i'm like god bless lord (laughs) i have never seen longer pauses between dialogue in my fucking life (laughs) it's just padding (laughs) this series should have been like an hour and a half movie that's it you're done like you're done and like i kind of already know how it ends so like i'm good there but i'm like yo this is like eight hours of my life at least you know like this did not need to be an eight hour situation it could have been a 90 minute movie you know I, what i mean like, people fucking love it and you know like i think mike flanagan's talented i th- i think oh, is, that, is he associated with that or something he, he's a director about it oh, director okay, okay, um okay. I think he's talented. I think these Netflix series are not a, a good vehicle for these people. It's like they these plots are the, the scripts are bloated. They they stretch a paper yeah. thin. The uh, the pacing is awkward, and it's just to make more episodes. And like I you can feel it. Like I watched mm-hmm. three episodes in a row one night, and I thought I was on episode five. So I went back to ne- watch the next day, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm only on episode four. Like it felt <laughs> like I watched like five fucking episodes. Yeah, dude. Ugh. Yeah, like we so we hit the last episode, and I was like. How is episode seven the last episode? This thing's <laughs> got to be at least like twelve episodes. Like we've already watched like all of these, oh. and I'm like, and I'm like, okay, so this is okay. Like, I've only watched seven episodes, and I literally feel like I've watched like a season and a half. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. And I'm not like a seasoned filmmaker, but like when so when we made Death Drop, the original script, we, we had no idea what the fuck we we're doing. 140 pages. Come to right. find out from professionals, a, a average your average horror script is like 90 pages. So we had mm-hmm. to hack this thing down. It's like we have to streamline, streamline, streamline. So yeah. when I see these series come out, like you know, you kind of get hyper vigilant to these things, like kind of knowing it. And it's like, yeah, because how yeah. the fuck? Like, I feel like Mike Flanagan had great vision. I think there's a great story there, but I think like it, the Netflix did their magic and was like, well, we need to make money, so we have to add like another three hours to this. So let's stretch yeah. this the fuck along. <laughs> I was yeah. screaming at the TV, like, and they beat these points into your head, yeah. <laughs> like, so there's, there's like all these points that happen throughout the, mo- the the show. You get like the Islamophobia amongst like this Christian village. It's like they give you right. like four different examples of it. It's like, yeah. okay, yeah. I got it the first time, and it's like there's yeah. a couple other things too. I don't want to give away any plot points, but it's like I it, unless you have like severe, like you've been shot in the head, like you get these points, like. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god! Like the P- the PK meeting is the first time you're introduced. Or well, actually, no. They talk about the son talks about him in his old police force and the Islamophobia he met, and then the yep. PTA meeting. So it's like you get yep. these points, and then it comes back like two more times in these like twelve minute monologues where like time stops, yep. and you're just like, oh my god, <laughs> get it out! I get it! I get it! <laughs> I, you know, I think <laughs> I, a lot of people um, overlook the importance of editing and like mm-hmm. and not not just editing like in the script stage or or anything like that, but just editing a movie. Uh, I watch editing uh, anything, really. Yeah, I, you know I, I mean? yeah, I want to edit people's conversations half the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but oh. no, it's like I watch uh, every Halloween like this time. One of my movies I always go back to is the Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, 1985. It's one of yep. my favorite movies. Again, uh, of all of every, everything in that movie, the editing is is the most important thing, and it's the most mind blowing. When, when you go into that movie thinking of, about an editor, it's one of the greatest horror movies. Oh yeah, and, it, and it's a fucking time capsule too. It, like it really does capture like the 80s. Like that is the 80s. Like it's just absolutely brilliant. The whole thing. Uh, yeah, so I think more people need to watch that movie and say, "Hey, I want to edit this like Return of the Living Dead." Yeah, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Uh, she's in your movie too. The one of the girls, oh, Linnea Quigley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great segue. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, she, she is. Yeah. She is one of the most wild people I've ever met. She's just like the like the sweetest little like benevolent ball of energy that marches on to be her own drum she's i, I love yeah. it she's wild yeah. nice, nice yeah okay i don't mean to like turn this around and we've gotten off on tangents but like we were gonna brandon basically started saying that like horror sucks but like is there anything good that's come out like this year yeah oh for, for sure there's been some good ones um so uh do you guys remember a, a band called Inhumanity back in the '90s? It was like kind of grindy, noisy, hardcore. Um, uh, their vocalist Chris Bickle, who's in Guy in a Punchline, um, Inhumanity, like probably late '80s, early '90s, just brutal, nasty, like grindy, hardcore. Um, okay. He started making some some films as over the last couple of years. He he did one called Theater Girl. Um, he did one called Bad Girls. It's I don't want to call it a horror movie. It's more of like a like a road movie. Um, okay. It's gross, gory. It's fucking. Um, it's hilarious. It's about these three kind of juvenile delinquent girls that go on a crime spree and they're kidnapping dudes and bands that they have crushes on like at gu- <laughs> at, like going to shows at gunpoint and like literally yeah. just kidnapping them um yeah. it's just it's so fun it, it's great um it's yeah it's called bad girls that movie came out this year and it is it's a blast it's so good I'm writing that down actually because I want to see yeah. this and then what was the first <laughs> one you said like Th- theta girl oh theta you- girl yeah theta girl yeah, yeah. And I, I think I think you guys have posted about this. I, I thoroughly enjoyed Psycho Gorman. I thought that was a blast. I haven't I haven't seen that one actually. So if we wrote about it, I didn't see it on the site. Yeah, it's um, it's a like a it's a Guar meets Power Rangers meets like yeah, it, like it's the guys that did Father's Day in the Void. Um, oh, okay, well, yeah, yeah, I, okay, I love cool. both those movies. Yeah, um, yeah, the void's dope. Yeah. Normally yeah. child actors like make me want to like stop a car with my face. Um <laughs> but like uh yes. <laughs> the, the two leads in it are like are great. that like it's just it's a fun movie. It's the pro the the uh, special effects work and prosthetic work is is a total blast. I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, cool. 
I feel like that a lot of modern horror movies, I'm, and I'm not changing the subject. This actually goes what you're talking about. Um, don't I feel like a lot of these mainstream movies, even the ones that are not really mainstream, like fringe ones, they're just made for the trailer. Yeah. I saw um, a trailer for that movie with the, God, I can't even think what it's called, but this lady gives birth to a goat baby or something. Oh, lamb. Oh, that's it. Lamb. Yeah. It's supposed to, it's not out yet, right? Yeah, it's not out it's yet. Like, it's like it kind of the equal or sequel to like witch or whatever, right? Isn't it or something like that? No, it's um, it's it's in festivals right now. Um, it's oh, it's yeah, overseas because okay. like people keep posting about it and talking about it. It's, it's another A twenty four movie. Um, it's called Lamb. Yeah, like Naomi, Naomi. Um, I don't know how to say her last name. Like R A P I C E. Oh yeah, Rapish or something Rapish. like that. She's, yeah. she's the yeah. lead. It's filmed in Iceland. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm seeing it now. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that advertising. Like, I think, well, this is a great great concept you know that's kind of creepy but i feel like they they give it away as its hook in the trailer like if so I you're not wanting in, to know that going in is what yeah you're saying, like right? it'd be hard to sell somebody on a movie like hey here's a about a movie about farmers in iceland and then you know it <laughs> <laughs> blows your mind <laughs> that would be awesome but like i feel like that the movie's trick which it could do a bunch of weird different stuff or whatever but i feel like that's the selling point in the movie and i feel like they just give it away just in the trailer alone just right off the bat yeah Yeah, that's fair that's fair it's it's tricky nowadays like it's um a lot of a lot of trailers give shit away i remember like uh oh my god what the fuck was that movie called there there was wreck and there was one about like a demonic possession um that was actually really good that came out like maybe eight years ago and the ending of both of those films are in the trailer. I remember seeing them being like, well, when's this scene happening? And it's like, oh, yeah. that's literally the ending. They're um, fucking... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's weird. You remember that fucking movie called Triangle? Oh, yeah. I love Triangle. That movie was yeah. nuts, right? I don't know why I'm thinking of that all of a sudden. But I'm like, <laughs> holy fuck, that movie was crazy. Speaking this of like editing, cool. that yeah. must have been a fucking headache. Like, you told the, the triangle on the boat, right? It's like, it keeps like, yeah. oh my God, that movie's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, that editing hey. must have been, whew. I, fun fact about that movie, and I think this maybe was mentioned on a previous episode, but I bought that on like used DVD because this was still when like Blockbuster was kind of around a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Yeah. And so, like, I'm like, fuck yeah, I got this movie. And I would randomly watch it and be like, I'm losing my fucking mind. This is, <laughs> this movie. And so Isaac comes over, co-founder of the site. I don't even know where he is at this point. Probably sitting at home smoking something. Anyways, he's I'm like, Triangle Man, this movie's so fucking good, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, I got to see it. I'm like, yeah, here, take my DVD. That motherfucker never gave it back. Never <laughs> watched it. Never gave it back. Nothing. <laughs> never. He still has it. Isaac, if you're listening, uh, John would like his DVD back. (laughs) And he claims that he gave it back to me. I can't find it. It's at his house. (laughs) It's an ashtray or a coaster. Yeah, Yeah, he's using it as a fucking coaster. (laughs) And I don't have a DVD copy of my favorite horror film of all time. No, that that movie's that's a that's like an underrated gem. I think that movie's fantastic. It's it's a good one. I like randomly caught that like, you know, like late at night where you're just fucking gone and you're like, movie, you know, I like put that on and I was like, I'm wasted. And then like it started happening and I was like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have Tubi, John? Uh Uh-uh. This is why you need Tubi because it's a network devoted to that. 
Really? God, okay. Yep. As if I don't have enough fucking subscriptions to shit. It's you know free. I mean? It's free. It's free. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay, yep. okay, okay. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> Tubi, cool. if you're listening, we would like an endorsement. If <laughs> yeah. Some money our way. <laughs> and all the bad 90s action, like late 80s, 90s action films on there. Oh, my God. It's, oh, it's... those are great. I love garbage so much. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so much. Unless it comes to music and then you lose your fucking no, mind. No, I'll lose my mind. <laughs> I won't listen to garbage. I mean, the band garbage is okay, but yeah. It's, it's got to know that it's garbage for it to be good. That's why I love The Misfits so much. That's a really good point. Like, my tolerance for, like, trash cinema is so much higher than, like, music. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I could sit through the worst fucking movie and be like, hey, this yep. is great. Yeah. You give me about 15, 25, 30 seconds tops of a band that I know is, like, or just whatever. I'm like, fuck. Oh, I'm fucking, Look, like, throwing something. I, I went to the, the premiere of Veronica. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we talked about this on the last podcast. I, I was hoping that you was going to watch it, John, but I would go willingly watch Veronica again I'll get before, there, okay. I, before I listen to like dive or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> dive. <laughs> but, you know. Oh, dive. That's, that's harsh, Coop. Yeah, Veronica is better than dive. Um, <laughs> dive if you're listening now Um, yeah yeah. can we uh, use your music as the intro (laughs) no i will end this podcast right now (laughs) oh no it's terrible Um, (laughs) yeah so uh, as a segue back to brandon uh and wait what were we even talking about Our intolerance for trash. Oh, yeah. Okay, um, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. so when people make something uh, from scratch and they're doing it their way, I have way more respect for it. Like, yeah. I, I don't care if, if there's a committee movie that's terrible. Like, you're talking like Liam Neeson movies, whatever. Those are garbage. <laughs> they don't realize they're garbage. They do. Who cares? Just get them out there. Get them on Netflix. Make money. But you take something even as bad as Veronica. It's one of the worst movies ever made. But I'll still defend it because this is this is somebody who made a movie tried. that he wanted to make. Right. You know what I'm saying? True. Like yeah. he sucked at it, and it makes you wonder if he's ever watched a movie before. But uh, <laughs> it still no. feels like like your friend making a movie. You know what I'm saying? The only movie he's watching is like Danzig Live at the Stone Pony. That's all he watches. <laughs> <laughs> That, see, that's a tradition at this website. We have to mention Danzig on every episode. <laughs> yep. And it's because yep. of me. Because I'm a Danzig yeah. fanboy. Yep. I'm I'm playing nice. I haven't brought up Showgirls or Elizabeth Berkeley yet. So. <laughs> I love that movie. We, Brandon, you know, if you've listened to the other episodes, yeah. we love that movie. <laughs> Showgirls is awesome. Brandon, can I get like a quick like... Um, <laughs> Hey, I was gonna plug your IG, and now I'm fucking losing it. What is your What is your review IG that I like love to death? Oh, weird, so, weird, old, weird old bones. Weird old bones. Okay, so <laughs> anybody that doesn't know, Brandon runs this pretty fucking epic Instagram like album review site, and you will get like the best breakdown of like underground shit shit you haven't heard. <laughs> fucking. He'll give like two teeth to like the best Commodores album. He doesn't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so I wish that content was on the site, but you know, we could link them. 
So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, so he's famous for these short reviews. So Brandon, give me a like short fucking weird old teeth. Or I already forgot the name. Did I fuck it up again? <laughs> weird old bones, but it's, it's it weird works. old bones. I, yeah. Me. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> okay. Give me a, give me a weird old bones breakdown of showgirls and then how many teeth you'd give it. Yes. Um, if you love girls eating French fries and making dolphin noises during sex in a pool, um, this movie's for you. <laughs> how many teeth? How many teeth? I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna go with four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half. Oh three. shit! Yeah, yes. Man. Yeah. Yes. Good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think Verho- what's his, I can't remember his name. Verho- Verhoeven. Yeah. Who? He, he's the awesome. Director. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't need to yeah. know that. Oh no, he, he did like no, Robocop and Starship Troopers and Fuck. Uh, yeah. And okay. <laughs> total, total Recall. Did he? Yeah, he Total Recall too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I love that uh, with uh, we talked. Wait, about hold this on. And- hold on. Is that the interview review? Yeah. <laughs> Is that it? I think that's all you need to know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Look. Okay. So yeah. if you like girls eating French fries and making dolphin noises while having sex in a pool, that's the movie for you. in a pool. That's the movie for you. Four and a half teeth. Yeah. Bring bring the kids. <laughs> bring the kids. <laughs> well, I I I don't know if you've ever seen it, but we've talked about this in a previous episode. But there's a TV edit of Showgirls, and it, it, it they played they used to play it on VH1. Never chance to watch it. No, no, it's sacrilege. It's, no, no, it's hilarious. No, seriously, I sent you a link, John. You never did watch it. I know. I'm not going to. I'm sorry. No, it's great. No, no. Listen, they edit. It's like really bad ADR. Like they don't bleep cuss words or blink them out. They have them say completely different lines. Um, the, uh, the nudity. They have like cartoon clothes on them. Hey, are you serious? Dead. I swear to God. You got to share the link with him now. I will. It's it's on. It's on. They used to play on VH1 all the time. Like, uh, but it's on YouTube. There's actually like a highlight video of YouTube of all the best TV edits of Showgirls. (laughs) That is Criterion needs to just pick that up. (laughs) (laughs) By like the Ford, the Ford Blu-ray edition with like the expanded box set and all that shit. Comes with like a cardboard cutout of your favorite character, oh so you can god. get like Gina Gershon, like you know, just like totally. Like. Oh my god! <laughs> or Kyle MacLachlan, like doesn't matter. Any character, <laughs> double sided. You can yeah. like flip it, you know. Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, or the or the guy that's in the crow. I think he's in that movie too. Oh, uh, Tintin. Tintin's in oh. that movie from the crow. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Showgirls and the Crow way too many times. <laughs> That's just where I'm living. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, we won't judge you. We, okay, thanks. We appreciate, appreciate that. that. That's nice. Uh, appreciate uh, that. Yeah. So I, again, we can tolerate. Here at the Crush Monocle Podcast, we will tolerate Showgirls. Oh no, yeah. we won't tolerate. We we will embrace it. We will we will talk about it unabashedly in every ad nauseum yeah. in every single episode. I can watch Under Siege one and two and not touch my phone. You put the December on for thirty seconds, and I'll punch a hole in drywall. 
<laughs> Under Siege one and two. <laughs> Under Siege two is great. I, I tell you what oh I love about. God. I, I have <laughs> Under Siege two on DVD. Someone bought it for me as a joke, like I, to be a no, dickhead. Joke. Really <laughs> it's not a joke. No, you stop laughing right now. Under Siege two is not a joke. John. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> It's a, a Steven Seagal movie on a train. I mean, oh, it's on a fucking train. Yeah, it's on a train. Oh, word. <laughs> There's no Tommy Lee Jones, but it's still Steven Seagal on a train. Wait, I thought. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, never mind. I thought you guys were talking about Navy Seals. <laughs> no, <laughs> Navy Seals. Yeah, Navy, I have Navy Seals two on DVD. It's still what? in the cellophane. They have Navy Seals two. They made yeah, a man. Yeah, uh, the brothers are in it. Uh, Estevez and his brother. I I know those are the, the original. I don't think I ever see a sequel. Yo, man, yeah. hold on. <laughs> 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 hold on. Uh, if you guys listening to this could just see Brandon's face <laughs> while we're talking about a possibility of Navy Seals too, he's like, he's it like, exists. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Why isn't there a Wikipedia page of it? Fuck. Okay, I'll find it for you. <laughs> the poor soul that edits the Wikipedia page for Navy Seals too. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, yeah. Ignore me for a minute. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what trilogy? Yeah. What were you saying? No, go ahead. Uh, you know what trilogy does not get enough love is the uh, the Maniac Cop trilogy. That is like so fucking good. Yeah, so yeah. Good. There you go. There you go. I had the second one on VHS when That's I was the a best kid. one. Yeah, my grandmother bought that for me. My grandmother <laughs> used to buy like she'd go to Walmart and just buy movies, you know, and like, oh, here we got you some movies. What God only knows what they were. They were usually like crime or horror movies whatever oh, yeah. i was like probably six and i got maniac cop 2 on vhs oh hell yeah <laughs> that's nice. my story yeah <laughs> yeah it's weird like that, that it does not get enough love it's it's like it's so fucking 80s it's so good it, uh, the budget in the second one I'm like who how did they get this money yeah i think i think a lot of that that little tear in the eighties, the late eighties. I think all those filmmakers had just like coke dealers. Yeah, and like they're like, look, if you give me this, That's how they X laundered amount, money. Yeah, <laughs> if you give me this amount of money for this movie. Look, there's gonna be more coke than either of us could do. Like that. That was probably like the pitches, you know. They're like, we need to, we need to move like thirty five million dollars. Can we just like totally fund the fuck out of Maniac? Oh, they're all laundered. That's such a good idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll, we will edit this portion out of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh... <laughs> our business endeavors. Uh... <laughs> Brandon is our contact. <laughs> hey guys, I don't think there's a Navy Seals too, so I think I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. I mean, there's like an adult Navy Seals too. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. that has that has Emilio Estevez in it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever happened to him? How come no one else talking about him? He's, he's like fine. on Disney Plus making uh, duck movies again. Oh, really? God. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, oh, good for God. him. Yeah, I mean, I live in I live on Disney Plus, so I kind of know. Like, if you <laughs> if you need to know, I can tell you. 
How about that? Yeah. Like, like Disney Plus now owns the Aliens franchise, or Disney owns it. Yeah, and Predator. Oh, yeah. yeah. Apparently, they have big plans with the Aliens movies, so they're they're gonna keep going like on the timeline, but they're supposed to like really put like that Disney budget behind it. It better be a rated R budget. Yeah, I know, be. right? Yeah, we don't need any Alien versus Predator movies. PG thirteen garbage. Oh God, those were. I went first. and saw that one. I was so sad when I left. I Me was too. just like, that was the fucking worst. Heartbroken. Yep. It oh. felt like I got dumped. That's what that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was so sad and mad that like I refused to go see any more Predator movies in the theater yep. and would just wait for them to like come. Good call. To, like streaming or whatever. Uh, Brandon, what did you think of the Prometheus movie and its? <gasps> so. I had fun with them. Um, mm-hmm. When I saw the first one, like Prometheus, I was all excited. Like, oh, it's really good. And then the more I watched it, the less I liked it. Yep. <laughs> it's so messy. And then the next one is like even messier. But like you have to go into those like with a grain of salt and just go for the ride. Because like when you have scientists taking their fucking helmets off on alien planets and in alien caves, when you have like these things like, <laughs> like <laughs> alien uh, caves. What was nice about like Star Trek? It was like they acted like scientists. It's like when they're going to their planets, like they were they're working as a team. I'm so tired of the like, like everyone fucking hates each other. This guy is like the yep. the angry Irish dude that's a geologist, and this guy they're like fucking fighting. It's just like <laughs> like why are we making everyone like such a piece of shit? Like it's just do scientists act like this? Like I don't know. Like with the first aliens, the first alien, the aliens. Like I feel like there was like. There's like cohesiveness, those characters that made sense. Like aliens, yeah. little, little they had some like little animosity here and there, but like they're in the yeah. military. I get it. Like the first one, I feel like they acted like scientists. They like they've everyone was on the mission together, and like you kind of felt for these characters. And these were just like I like didn't give a fuck who like lived or died. I was like whatever. You know the the original Alien movie. They're just truck. They're just truckers. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah they're like cool. transportation people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, and that's what they act like is yeah, dudes that you'd see at a truck yeah, like blue collar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Oh, that makes uh, sense. This is like more like a blue collar connection to like they're, yeah, they're transporting this shit. Like yeah, there's more of a camaraderie. Like you, you feel like they're working as a, as a team. Like it was. Right. I felt that like made that movie stronger. But these movies were like everyone just was kind of an asshole. <laughs> I like Prometheus. Um, I love the Alien franchise. Yeah. Uh, I I like Prometheus. Okay. But what, what I hate about Prometheus is when it turns into an alien movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the first half is – so, that so that's kind of why, like, I love Prometheus because I love the idea of, like, the fucking engineers and, like, how, like, yeah. they never get to it. But basically, like, I I assume that like humans or something have become like a virus, so they create aliens or the xenomorphs or whatever to like fucking take down like a basically like a virus, right? Yeah, isn't that kind of like the and I like mm-hmm. I wanted the sequel to like dig into that. Like I want yeah. like a I want like a I, because there's so many alien movies, you know, down the road with Sigourney Weaver and like all that shit. Like I want like a trilogy like on the engineers and like how they got to the point yeah. where they're like we need to fucking make xenomorphs because we've got to kill something because something's fucked up. Well, it felt like we you know? we almost had that. And then they're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. This lady's pregnant, so it's got to have an alien jump yeah. out of her belly or whatever. And they're like, yeah. you know what? We're going to have Michael Fassbender play a flute. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's in the, that's, is that in the sequel? Oh, that's the sequel. Yeah. I'm sorry. Is that in the sequel? I can't remember if that one's the sequel no, or not. But yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. <laughs> Also, this so I saw in the theater with my buddy Wayne, he, uh, Dwayne. That's in Death Drop. Um, we saw the uh, the sequel. Um, 
the scene where the alien first pops out of the dude's chest, it does this weird like MGM like uh who's that woman there's all the swimming like it's like this Esther Williams entrance where like the hands go up and it comes out and it's like it's a, it's this, like this Priscilla like Priscilla Queen of the Desert like alien that it's like is this in Prometheus or the it's first the, alien? It's in the second one that not Prometheus uh, Covenant. When, oh, like, the, okay, okay, okay. It, it, to that. okay it took okay. the alien like it incubated for like twenty minutes, then popped out. This like it was like what is this like Broadway <laughs> yeah. entrance? Like I just started cracking the fuck up. I'm like, did they, did they 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 looked at this and was like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, this works. It was like what? <laughs> oh fuck, that's awesome. I, it was like I Whitney Houston in the "I'm Every Woman" video. Yeah. Hey. That mo- that's a good video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't I don't even care if we get another installment in that because it 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 it, it wasn't Prometheus too. It was just like some kind of it was the worst yeah. element of Prometheus, is what that movie was. Yeah, well, maybe well, we can have like too- another ten minute scene of Michael Fassbender playing a flute to another Michael Fassbender. <sighs> <laughs> I, yeah, when that part came on, I thought I fell asleep and dreamed it. So, <laughs> I, so every time, every time I, every time I see Michael Fassbender in a movie, I think about the movie Shame, and I like all I can think about is like his giant ass dick. Same, Just throwing that out there, <laughs> like same, like yeah, like uh, yeah, like you, he walks by and you're like. Wow. <laughs> like that's a... Well, they show him peeing from behind and you can still see it. Yeah, like he has a like and the fact that he's Magneto and X-Men, I'm like Magneto's got a big ass dick. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's it. So every time Michael Fassbender's in something, I'm like the guy's got a big dick. This is my brain my brain goes right there too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean that that's shame got... <laughs> Magneto's yeah, Magneto's got a big dick, and the Shame movie is really hard to watch. Dude, that Shame movie was a chore to, to see Carrie Mulligan sing New York for like thirty minutes. Oh, I man. like I thought I was being punished. I was like Guantanamo Bay for a second. Like yeah, just... no shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like who who would who would want to sit through that? Like. In the, uh, we we get we get clocks for movies too long, but we have like drag performances and shit. And I'm like, oh yeah, I know it's a little long. But then I see movies like this. No one's clocking shame for Carrie Mulligan's 30 minute rendition of New York. And you're like, this. Oh <laughs> no. Do we need any movie to have a full song in the middle no. of it? N- never. never. That should never, never. be a thing. Dude, no. I'm in the middle of fucking watching kids movies, and they all have fucking songs. Oh my god. Yeah, like that. If we can find a movie that there's not a fucking song, I'm like, thank God. <laughs> like I've seen Raya so many fucking times because guess what? There's not one fucking song in that entire movie. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> what movie is this? Raya the Last Dragon. Oh shit! I don't know what that is. You don't. You're good. You're good. <laughs> look, 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 the only la- the only Last Dragon in my collection is Barry Gordy's Last Dragon. Uh, yeah, see. <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> we just rewatched the uh, sequel to I know you did last summer, which does not hold up. Holy shit! Oh no! Uh, oh no! Jack Black. Oh, uh, good guy. Oh shit! I don't know how he's not on like the like t- CIA's terrorist list. Like, 
<laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt has a karaoke scene. We, they threw it in there because, like, you know, she has a music career and we can make double profit. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. sings, like, I, I forgot what song it was. It was, I think it was like a Donna Summer song. It's yeah, just, I, I it's, Survive or something. Oh, it's just so obnoxious. <laughs> it's just, that movie, it, it, it's everything I hated about the early thousands and 90s. It, yep. The fashion, everyone. It, it, oh, my God. Yeah. What an assault on the senses. Yeah. Rough times for all of us. <laughs> Look, again, That's that goes back that goes right back to the scream <laughs> thing. I love scream. Uh, but I hate the movies that tried to be scream. And uh, yeah. Scream's a hard rewatch, man. I, I agree. To, yeah, like yeah. Uh Scream 2 is actually my favorite of all those cuz I still think that Scream 2 holds up. Uh because and the reason why I say it is that Scream 2 is it doesn't act like a sequel to scream they're no longer self-referencing in scream 2 it's more about paranoia Um, oh okay okay you know what i'm saying but no one ever really talks about that they just kind of jumble it in there with like oh it's the scream sequel but everything in scream 2 uh all the kills happen out in the open with people around them and uh, i think that's kind of scary you know to be murdered in broad daylight you know around five thousand people you know I think I'm like bummed now because now I'm like interested in watching Screen Two again. I feel like you fucked me over a little bit. Uh, I, promise you, like I promise you will like it better than Screen One. Okay, okay no, I'm with enough. I'm with you, John. We watched we rewatched uh, all the Screams maybe like a year ago. Um, okay. In the first one, like when I was younger, me and my stepsister watched that movie on repeat. Like you know, when, like HBO would show the same movie a hundred oh, yeah, times. Oh, yeah. Like my yeah. dad had a black I've seen box. Way too many times. Oh yeah. Like my dad had a black box, so it's like you had like HBO one through like eighty four, and like yeah. they're all watching the same movie yep. all day. Same. And like, yep. oh, we watch it on repeat. We're like, this is great. We re- rewatched it, and it, it, it's a chore. Like, mm-hmm. this, yeah. I do agree with you, Coop. The second one was probably my favorite. The third one is like, I hated it so much. Like, I thought like flame was gonna come out of my fucking eyes. <laughs> I... I like could not. Three is such a hard <laughs> watch because it they took all the self referencing out of the first one, they took all the paranoia out of the second one. So now you're just watching a whole bunch of like thirty five year olds <laughs> stare at each other like yeah, a Scooby Doo no episode. You know, oh, seriously, it's a Scooby Doo episode. Scream Three is Scooby Doo. <laughs> It, it, the hijinks and the antics. It, the it, hijinks. Yeah. Anytime you're associating <laughs> hijinks with a fucking horror movie, oh. you probably. Like, <laughs> uh, it, it was like the like the like they might be giants of of a horror movie, <laughs> or like Bloodhound Gang. Oh no! Oh yo, wait, wait. who Hold is up, the up. band that you called the Little Caesars of Metal today? Oh, right before the fucking podcast, <laughs> I don't even know what band it was, but I was like, "Do you just call that band the Little Caesars of fucking Metal?" Like, what? The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, Cooper, we're talking about like how much we love like cheesy eighties metal, and yeah. like there's like cheesy like like drag queen metal like Molly Crew, and there's cheesy like falsetto thrash that like mm-hmm. is just. It's it borderlines on butt rock, but there I think go, like Grim Reaper is like the like thrash Who's butt Grim rock. Grim Reaper, you've never heard. Uh, no. Look, John, go ahead, listen, listen. Okay, so Grim Reaper is like 
you're running the mill generic heavy metal band that was probably super popular with bros in 1985 right hey, hold on i'm changing my tab from emilio estevez's wikipedia page to grim reaper okay but listen wikipedia here's page. the best part here's the best part about grim reaper grim reaper is a metal band like any other metal band that wasn't slayer or metallica in 1985 okay right. but their singer their singer looked like everyone's aunt who lives in texas oh <laughs> oh no yes Dude, every time yeah. beavis and butthead would watch a grim reaper video it was the goddamn best oh my, <laughs> oh my god. god yeah that looked oh that's okay look everyone Steve has, Grimmett? everyone has an aunt from texas who looks like the yep. singer from grim reaper <laughs> oh yeah well and now yeah. he only has one leg why does he only have one leg oh that's terrible actually <laughs> it's like the it's the cool it's the cool aunt that gives the kids nips <laughs> like the Texas. <laughs> Wait, for reals, why does the Grim Reaper guy only have one leg? That's a maybe he escaped death. Okay. The Grim right. Reaper. Oh. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. The Reaper <laughs> got his leg. He only got he only got the leg. He, he his, only got the like use the scythe thing. He shoot his leg off to get away. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's like barely anything in life that's better than 80s like thrash thrash i know like and, COVID, covid like really you know it ended a lot of lives it ruined a lot of people but like if we're gonna really weigh this out like they were about to play in fall river mass a week before all this happened and we could have saw them live so i'm not sure like where this payoff is but <laughs> <laughs> well uh, did you have tickets were you ready to go i didn't have tickets but i, I, I had a good feeling it wasn't gonna sell out so <laughs> i had um you're like I had can i get on the guest list i don't even want <laughs> i had uh i had tickets to see uh exodus and testament oh um, shit there you go yeah. Now, here, like in the next couple of months, but when I dropped out of Riot Fest, I sold my tickets to Exodus oh, okay. and Testament, yeah. which I got my full money back. And then a couple of weeks ago, they canceled the entire tour. Yeah, yes. I mean, that's, yeah. So I made yep. money off Exodus and Testament. I'm so, I'm so torn on all of this stuff, too, because, like, I feel like, I feel like we're almost catering to the, like, anti-vaxxers by doing all this shit. Like, I, yeah. Know, like, it's weird. I, I I get it. I see why people are trying to be cautious and being like, you know, like, you know, canceling this shit. But at the same time, it's like we, right. this is going to be around for the rest of our lives. So it's like we can keep canceling shows or we can stop catering to anti-maskers and if mm-hmm. anti-vaxxers. Yeah. And if, you know, if they want to meet Grim Reaper earlier <laughs> than they, you know, were intended to, then I don't, fine. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm down with the fact, like, if you are gonna go the extra step and be like yo you have to prove like you've either tested negative or been vaxxed or whatever like like it's dumb but like the utah jazz like they're a big ass organization and like you can't come see a basketball game or like a michael buble concert if you don't have proof <laughs> to do that shit you know what i mean like and so i mean i, I, I mean, wish they, they should have skipped that for the michael buble concert yeah no shit right yeah like <laughs> No proof of vaccine, no mask. Come on in, everybody. Let's 
<laughs> no, that's the that's the angle they take for like Smash Mouth and yeah. yeah no oh shit. my god, that what was that concert like in the in the midst of like COVID? It was like Sponge and Smash Mouth and like all these bands yeah. like Vanilla Ice or something. Oh, oh like, yeah. god, and it was in like Michigan or some shit. Yeah, like, that, right? like Wisconsin. Like yeah, it was like July yeah. of two thousand twenty. Yeah. When yeah, like, like COVID right in the middle of fucking crazy shit. <laughs> like, I come, like... come listen to 16 Candles Down the Drain and get fucking COVID. <laughs> Imagine the, la- the last thing you hear is rotting pinata. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, this is worse than the fucking COVID. <laughs> Like, sir, why, what, why are you in the hospital? Like, oh, I thought this Sponge and Smash Mouth concert. Goddamn rotting pinata. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, but that, those shows were so bad that you got COVID instantly. So, yeah. like, it wasn't yeah. 14 days later. It was when you bought your ticket online, you got COVID. You started getting symptoms. <laughs> like, by the time the show was over, when they're playing, like all-star no. or whatever it the minute like you the- hit the checkout button on the web browser you're gonna go. <laughs> at, the, at the show though at the show right when they're closing the thing out with you know i'm a believer or, or all-star it looks the the show it looks like this scene from um dead alive when the guy comes in there with the, with the you know they're like throwing up all over the blood and the guy from the, lawnmower is cutting them all up (laughs) oh my god they're just putting like joe rogan's positive urine in the fog machines (laughs) (laughs) that's like a james bond villain (laughs) (laughs) well i've ever seen that constantly but like this is in this is insanity like i yeah yeah I, I think, like, honestly, like, I think COVID, that was the point when it mutated. It was at that show. Probably. Yeah. That was That's where all the variants yeah. came from. Yeah. <laughs> the Smash Mouth variant. Well, it's, yeah. It's like the brown note. And then they heard that dude started singing <laughs> and the virus <laughs> fucking mutated. And now, it, but it also evolved. So now every time you hear 16 candles, you get COVID. <laughs> yeah. I listened yesterday and got a different variant. Can you still taste the things, Sean? The all like this variant. white claw tastes like soda water. I don't understand. <laughs> yep, oh. Andrew's playing on the local butt rock station. <laughs> Imagine just getting like you got COVID on the Jack Daniel stage. <laughs> Jack Daniels stage. <laughs> You got the fucking Smash Mouth variant. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got, Smash Mouth? What do you got, Rotting Pinata? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know this. I don't know this for sure. I I don't want to spread any more disinformation, but I have a feeling Skillet was on that bill. Oh, probably. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Yeah, like disclaimer, we're spreading disinformation. Yeah, yeah sorry. So, so they're in, you're at the ER. You're at the ER right after that show, and the doctor's like doing the checklist. Like, okay, it's got this. And he just throws the clipboard down. That sixteen da- candles down the drain. <laughs> this is great. We could just do a whole episode <laughs> about about you know. The realities of COVID. <laughs> the real horrors. The, the real horrors, yep. 
Yep. It's sad because like everyone's canceling this shit, and it's like, um, I, I love this. There's this band called Lithics, who I'm in love with. They're like a modern, like no wave kind of like eraseratty, like gang of fours kind of band, and they were going to be on tour with Idols, which I, I have mixed pins. And I, they like canceled the tour today, and like, I get with it, why they're doing it, but like I feel like just like just we need to, we need to stop like catering and coddling anti vaxxers and anti you know COVID people. I'm just tired of it. Like I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 weird. It's like, it's like, I feel like bands that maybe, okay, I want to make this comparison and then just tell me <laughs> if I'm like way off. So like, um, Kowloon Walled City is like a pretty popular like noise band, right? Like, yeah. You know, they put out an album, they like sell out all their vinyl, all that shit, right? Like, obviously that's not like their day job, but like they're popular, right? Where there's a band like Bummer, who's like new album yeah. fucking dope, by the way. So that's a shout out. Um, shreds. Yeah, so good. Anyways, um, where they're like still comfortable kind of like playing local regional shows. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't want to make that comparison, but it's like Bummer's more like a younger kind of band and they're just like fuck it we don't really have anything like there's not a ton of risk for us you know where like mm. the guys in Callenwald city like didn't go to no coast because just of any reason you know what yeah. i mean probably delta stuff but and so like the bands that i i think and i'm just making this like stereotypical is like younger bands are just depending on the personnel situation like those are the bands that are just like we're still gonna keep going where like maybe bands that have like families or I, I mean i don't fucking know I, that's just me like hypothesizing no that makes sense if you mm-hmm. have little if you have little kids like i don't know where, where they're at with the vaccine for children yet. i know like 12 and up can get it so mm-hmm. that, that makes think, sense like, four like or five more months or something we're we're trying to like keep track of it so yeah like, yeah but like yeah i don't know it's just like just like trying to think like the bands that are still kind of like pushing through are just bands are just like fuck it like we still want to play like fuck it doesn't matter you know what i mean yeah and I wish Bummer would come to Salt Lake because I would fucking go because I'm down. <laughs> yeah. Dude, how about that No Coast lineup? That was like the best fucking lineup yeah. of bands. Oh, my God. Yeah, before it got moved around, I was like, wait, why don't I have tickets to this? Holy fucking shit. Dude, Den, Texas is awesome. Um, is it really? It oh seems my God. sketchy as shit. It's, <laughs> we, went on, we, we went on like two big like U.S. tours in the old band and like we're like, what the fuck is Den, Texas? And we get there and it kind of like looks like the town in Pee big adventure like was this for tinsel teeth <laughs> yeah we were touring with tinsel teeth yeah okay tinsel teeth and um we played there two times and um first time was in um in a house and it was batshit fucking crazy it was with liturgy and white mice um oh shit oh, <laughs> dude, oh yeah the whole thing was crazy um there's this guy that came to show his whole entire body was painted blue no one knew why we were outside at a bonfire. He threw a can of spray paint into the fire. And everyone just ran. Um, during liturgy, this kid or this girl flew like 10 feet backwards and smacked her head off a cinder block. So we had like, we were taking turns staying with her to make sure she'd have a concussion, but she, she had a pet rat with her. So and it was what the thing. fuck, dude. Um, and then like, so the cool thing is, is like a lot of the neighborhoods there are like full of like, um, kind of like legal families that are there like doing the thing. And so at night, these little kids come around with wagons and they're like, what they're like, they take beer orders and you write it down and they go back and like bring you like a little wagon full of like a 30 rack bud. And like the families there don't care. Everyone's chill as fuck. It's all, it's like all these like, you know, yeah. 
awesome people. Like, cause these shows are loud. Um, it's this weird little place. All the bands from there are fucking awesome. The people are awesome. We, yeah. The second time we came through, we played at the place where the no coast is at the, the, the glove or something, a rubber oh, glove. Okay, yeah, like the venue, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, it's a really cool, weird little town. It, it, just, it doesn't seem real. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I'll go it. next year. I don't know. Like, the lineup this year, I was like, holy fuck. And then everybody dropped out. And I was like, well, probably it, shouldn't travel anyways. You know, like that type shit. If they do it next year, I'm 100% going. That That is just. <laughs> fucking that lineup <laughs> if you're going i'm going We're let's do it going. <laughs> oh, yeah. look man if i already skipped out on all the shows i wanted to see this year i'm not going anywhere yeah <laughs> yeah you missed riot fest you get to cover all the cool shit man yeah well i could try and get press passes for the michael buble concert but oh I mean, shit you know Ooh. I would love to interview like Michael Bublé but like go into it completely serious and then middle way through it just tear into him and yeah. make him just hate life. Wouldn't that be like the great would be great. You know like just start out like all normal. Oh, so how where where was you met mentally with this new album? And they're like, "Did you know that you really suck and your music is so bad I want to kill myself every time I just Their hear a single note." come get you and walk you out. You'd get like 10 seconds in and then they'd be like, "It would be worth it. It would be worth it. You just Trojan horse that shit." I'm going to do that. That's going to be my specialty. I'm going to start reaching out to like horrible people and just turn like that. You create <laughs> my new thing. Cool. It's going to do really good for the site and like our reputation. Yes. I'm yeah. Super, so. It will. It'll be great. <laughs> I, um, normally on this, on this show, uh, getting things back in order, uh, John and I always talk about um, something we've listened to over the past month. The Foo Fighters? Uh, like, Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's not, be, it's not going to be. It's not going to be. Color and shape. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Born to lose. There's nothing left to lose. <laughs> friggin' Dave Girl, man. He had to make a friggin' appearance in this thing. Uh, other than Foo Fighters, what have you listened to the past month, like new, uh, Brandon? Like, what's a good record you'd recommend? So, um, it's not really new, but um, so the um, the, the Ghost is Clear Records label, um. The guy like mm-hmm. saw my Instagram. We like started talking Good at Rent it. Yeah, yeah. He he sent me a bunch of stuff. Um, and that that Moon Pussy stuff is so fucking good. Um, they're just like noise punk weird shit. I, I listened to their previous full length too, and that that Moon Pussy stuff is like fantastic. They're really good. Um, I would uh, say you can shout cool. out like almost every fucking band on that label, man. Every band on like, the label. Yeah, like so good. Like every band. Every band, I know I agree with that. I think every band that label is good for yeah. for new stuff. Oh, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll give a shout out. I um I got the new Full of Hell in the mail today, and um mm. I've always liked Full of Hell. Like I, f- I felt like the last two albums were like were decent. This new album is an absolute fucking shredder. It is really good. It's really really good. I, I really like it a lot. It reminds me of um Discordance Axis is one of my my favorite all time bands, and they have a lot of like Discordance Axis vibes on there. And it's um it's it's the noise I wanted them to make. There's some harsh noise tracks on there, and it's like. Um, I think it's the best thing they've done to, uh, to date, honestly. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, John. Uh, so I already shouted out the Bubba record, which I think is fucking just a super yeah. smooth, awesome, heavy fucking listen. Um, the new Grizzler album's pretty good. Uh, if you're into kind of just like super tight, kind of bouncy noise, I don't know. Like they're really good. Um, I just saw them a couple months ago. Grizzler. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because they they're up around you, like region wise, I think, right? Yeah, they're from, they're from Connecticut. They came up here with Intercourse, which um, they're they're from Connecticut as well. Um, right, right. Yeah, they played with Anxious Wave too from the movie. So the, it was the three of them and a few other people. Um, but yeah, the new Grizzler stuff was pretty cool live too. Have you have you met those guys? Are they cool? They kind of seem like shitheads a little bit, but they're, are they nice? They, they seem pretty chill. They're definitely like they're weird. Like the vocals, they're like they're kind of yeah. like introverted, right? Like or like. I don't know. That's a, I, I've done so much like publicity <laughs> with them that like, it, like, you know what I mean? And I, I love you Grizzler guys. If you listen to this, but I'm sure you want, so it's fine. But I mean, the vocalist sings into a telephone. Yeah. Okay. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. I'm not done shouting shit out. Hold on. Sorry. Um, the new frontier I don't, hmm. not sure how to say that, but frontier it's basically like, um, add it to my list uh animals as leaders mixed with uh dillinger like it's just non-stop like it's it's proggy noise just like their last album they did i think was in 2017 and this one's just kind of like that on steroids but it's just like it's hardcore but there's no like pop breakdowns like it's just like really just kind of bash your face in the wall shit is it called oxidized uh yep cool yeah and the one before that's worth listening to, to they're from Scotland, I think. Um, and then one more is the LLNN is the band name, and the album name is Unmaker. It's kind of your uh, traditional kind of uh, Swedish kind of post metal, but oh, cool. it's a it's a little bit tighter in composition as opposed to like most post metal bands. So it's like Gojira mixed with post metal. Oh, hmm. nice. Yeah, so those are my like four. There's been a lot of good stuff lately, and then I haven't even shouted out the new uh, Big Brave and the Body album, which is worth listening to. Yeah. Oh, the, um, the is that it's like that's the album with the Body. Yeah. yeah. So the Body did another collab with Big Brave, and it's not what you would think from either one. It's kind of folksy. Really? Which yeah, which like has thrown some people off. Um, the like Body's Kenan, horrifying. The Kendon, who we all talk to constantly, like he hated he hated it. So, I mean, but I mean, it's worth listening to. I don't know. They recorded that in Providence. Oh, did they? Yeah, Machines of Magnets. Um, I, I, I'm fr- I've known the Body guys for fucking ever. They're from Providence. Um, yeah, yeah, my yeah. My older are, band yeah, yeah. used to play with those guys, and they're, they're yeah. fucking wild. They're good dudes, though. <laughs> it's, yeah. I have some funny stories about them, too. <laughs> <laughs> you we know, need to get back on just to talk the body the rest yeah. of yeah. the Yeah, <laughs> so we can get the body on here. Um, I <laughs> listened to one of the first time I listened to one of their records. I think it was uh, you, Brandon, that recommended uh, like back in 2016 or whatever. The and, No One Deserves uh, Happiness one that like the site was just like freaking out about at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Album. It was yeah. horrifying. It was like mm-hmm. listening to a murder. Yep. Uh, but I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, no, it was, yeah, it's pretty intense stuff. Uh, I was, yeah. yeah, very scary. Yep. But I liked it. It was good. Yep. Cause it's horror month. We like to be scared. <laughs> there you go. All right, Coop, hit us with your, with your new jams. Uh, my new jams for this month were, are really weak in comparison to the, you, you people, uh, <laughs> you people. <laughs> my, I, well, I'll, I'll, I'll soften it first. I listened to the new ministry record because I am the resident Ooh. ministry fanboy. It's true. Type. If anyone's uh, going to do it, you got to do it. Um, I tried to hold out, uh, until I got the vinyl, but yeah. the vinyl's being delayed till December. So I just went ahead and listened to it. It's called moral hygiene. It's a nuclear blast. It's uh really, really good. 
Uh, if you like ministry, it's not like the last ministry record, America, Americant, which I liked, but it was kind of polarizing. Uh, this I think you ministry, reviewed the Americant for the site, didn't you? Yeah, and I loved it, but no one else did. But yeah. um, Moral Hygiene sounds more like early 90s ministry. Oh, awesome. Okay. okay. Yeah, so if you're into that, um, definitely yeah. check out the record. It doesn't look like how you would think with the album cover. Like, oh, this looks lame. You know, it looks more like lard or something. But uh, it's it's really good. It's kind of like Psalm 69, but with more natural instrumentation in it. Less record scratching. Oh, okay. Um, and my other pick is uh, a lady named Katie Schechter. Uh, her album called Bad for Business. It's on a Soul Step Records. She is not metal. Uh, <laughs> or yeah, industrial. I'm glad we're mixing it up. That's good. Yeah, she's kind of like uh, like Angel Olsen meets Casey Musgraves, I guess. Okay, it's not country, but it's like a little bit of twingy, but it's pop, but it's more vocal than Angel Olsen. What's the um, name again, Coop? Uh, Katie Schechter. Um, S C um, H E C T E R. And the album is Bad for Business, and it's on uh, Soul Step Records, which is a, a label from now from Nashville. They, I know I'm always pushing oh, Nashville. Oh, here you go with your Nashville bullshit. Listen, they're not really. <laughs> the label is just now in Nashville. It was, wasn't there originally. They just moved out there. Uh, but I've known the guy who run that label for years, and I've pretty much reviewed every single record he's ever put out. So uh, if it comes out on that label, I'll, I back it because I know it's going to be good. I've never heard I, Casey Musgraves. I mean, who, who is she? She's like rootsy, kind of like in the vein of Taylor Swift country type shit, right? Coop, am I way off there? Yes, because Taylor Swift sucks. And <laughs> I mean, it's the same fucking no, it's vanilla not. cookie. Man. No, it's no, it's not. No, do not okay. ever ever mention Taylor Swift <laughs> in my presence, oh. especially when it's something that I enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. No. Now that we've got that established, yes. never again. Never again. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Brandon, uh, if you haven't noticed, I am not a big fan of Taylor Swift. Oh, you're in good company. I, I can't stand her. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There we go. <laughs> okay, we got to let Brandon shout out what the fuck he's working on. Since yes. He's our guest. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, so we're we're gonna a bunch of stuff. So we have a, a a new movie coming out called Saint Drogo. Um, it's a de- big di- big different direction than um than Death Drop Gorgeous. This one's like a kind of supernatural uh, thriller folk horror, I guess. Um, How far no- along are you? So we're like about sixty percent done filming. We're like editing as we go along. Wow, um, really? Yeah, I you just started. Yeah, that. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know. Okay, okay. We have um. So the scenes that are left are like the big crazy special effects scenes. So we're we're trying to um really make sure that stuff looks good. So that's been a little bit time consuming, but um, we're kind of editing as we go along. So it's like, we're hoping to have everything filmed and edited and done by like the summertime of next year. Okay, cool. cool yeah. Cool. Yeah. It was kind of like our little COVID project. Um, we wanted to do like a small minimal cast um, filmed in Provincetown in the off season. Um, before American fucking horror story, if anyone asks, like <laughs> they came a week after we did, I, and I, and I watched that. I mean, I I'm in PR mode, but you know that that series exists. <laughs> well, if uh, do you do you have any kind of like Kickstarter or GoFundMe for that movie that people could like donate or check into or? Yeah, so we kept up our our um our 
oh god, I forgot his Kickstarter Indiegogo. I'm so bad. Uh, if you go, <laughs> if you go to the Saint Drogo Instagram or uh, Twitter and, or Facebook, the um, our fundraiser is still up, and you, you can actually keep it up for as long as you want, and so people can donate whenever. Um, and definitely, if you want to donate, feel free. Uh, if you have uh, any uh, sugar daddies or rich friends, uh, you know. Hey, there we go. Let's get. Yeah, there we go. It's, it, so it's Indiegogo. I had to look it up for yeah. Brandon because he doesn't know where his own fundraiser is. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, yeah, we're not a professional podcast. We don't do priming before the show starts recording. Yeah, we didn't give him pre-show notes. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's it's up there. People, uh, people still donate. Um, you know, it's a. Uh, it, we're, we're hoping to have it done by the like the, by next winter. That's like the main goal. Have like in festivals and doing its thing. Uh, but it's getting there. It's um, got the same guy that played the detective. Oh in, yeah, uh, yep. Drop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool, cool. me and Mike are the main characters. We try to keep it like super. Um, you know, as the smallest crew as possible. We're filming like hardcore COVID time, so it's like, yeah, um, right. it was it, which was Some a pain in the ass, but. On. We want yeah. to challenge ourselves. We want to do it. Um, so it's uh, I hope I, th- I think it'll be fun. It's uh, it's pretty nasty. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm excited for that. And listen, oh, uh, while everyone's on here and listening, if you've made it this far, um, <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, in, in all seriousness, people really, really need to support indie filmmaking, especially indie horror. It's extremely important. Um, uh, like I said earlier, this indie and horror films are basically saving cinema mm-hmm. like uh again not throwing marvel or anything like that under the bus but like those movies and stuff like death drop gorgeous this is what filmmaking is really about and um these are people that get it's fun and entertaining to watch but this is still someone's dream that yep. they've put blood sweat and tears into getting done and Agreed. and its main purpose is to it's creating art and um uh, so yeah, yeah, please get out there and support that. Support Brandon. Yeah, awesome. there you go. Yep. And, and our, and, Saint and, Drogo, Indiegogo. Do it. <laughs> and to piggyback off what you're saying too, like if you do want to, you know, keep horror subversive and gross and doing its thing, like you really have to go underground. You got to because mm-hmm. Hollywood, Hollywood's not going to give it to you. I'm sorry, it ain't going to happen. Yep. It's yep. going to be safe. It's going to be you know people are acting like all these new movies coming out are subversive and and like political, but they're not. It's like very very safe. So surface, yeah, yeah. surface. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's like RuPaul's Drag Race, same thing. I, it just to me, it's like maybe it's helping out the Midwest. It's safe. It, once it becomes that mainstream, these these messages, these political talking points, that means there's a purpose there that's is trying to get you to not look deeper. Um, so always like you know, there's a, there's a reason why these things are mainstream. And if if these talking points, political points were extreme, they would not have them be in hall, like in our AMC theaters. So just always keep that in mind yep. too. Cool. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Brandon, you got anything else for us? No, I, it? I fucking love you guys. I, I, I have nothing but respect. Um, both you guys work so fucking hard to, to keep this stuff alive. I think like having sites like Beard Gentlemen, having these podcasts, it's just like a, it's a great vehicle for for independent artists and musicians to get their shit out there. Because like we talked about, unless you're fucking rich, you can't reach people. <laughs> so like stuff like this is right. so fucking important. Like it, it really is for for musicians, for filmmakers, for anybody. So. Um, yeah. And you guys bust your fucking asses. This is like, you guys really like put your money where your mouth is and talk the talk. And I, I can't thank you enough. And I appreciate everything you guys do. Well, we appreciate Yay! your content. 
we got to shout out Coop for taking the site over too. I'm taking a break. I can't. I can't. I don't know. Uh, it's not. Know. It's not just me. I'm just taking the podcast over. Uh, that's but true, uh, that's true. The dudes Dane at the site, Dane and Adam. Yeah. Yes, those guys are. Re- those guys work really, really hard, and uh, it. It's not us taking the site over. We're a collective, <laughs> and you know. I did. I did the grind for eight years. I need a break. I need a break. <laughs> well, hey, you're still on the podcast. I took there over that. Go. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm running a different ship here with this podcast. That's right, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna sound good for one. Oh <laughs> uh, fuck. That's awesome. Uh so I guess that would be you got anything yeah. else for us, John? No, no, unless you want me to fuck around with my mic again for the next 20 minutes. Uh, did John leave? Am I he, here? Actually he, he just typed in good night, Dave Grohl. <laughs> oh. am i gone Hello? no you're back he's back he's back dramatic pause <laughs> uh, well, god damn it yeah. technical, technical difficulties are endearing that's Fuck, what that i guess people, yeah that's what keeps people yeah. listening yeah yeah uh, yeah so elizabeth if I keep berkeley it up, maybe you'll fire me it's the remix <laughs> look look i'm just taking this time to to shout out once more to reach out to Elizabeth yep. Berkeley, you know, yes. read your you. email, <laughs> come on the show, just validate us any way you can. Starring Brandon's next movie. Oh my that god, yeah, would be rad. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm looking up at the moon, I think Elizabeth Berkeley is looking up at the moon at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna make. You're gonna. You're gonna do a remake of Showgirls and show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah. yeah oh my god and i'm gonna have fucking um i'm gonna have like tim curry play every character oh brilliant yeah. <laughs> yeah. where's the indiegogo for that i got some <laughs> well if you're doing a showgirls 2 or show whatever what it is or remake whatever you gotta have uh that leanne lena quigley oh lena quigley yeah, oh my god yeah, yeah she's yeah. gotta be yeah. in it yeah she'll be down yeah, yeah we need to get her on the show it's a, that's actually doable um i love her oh she'd be down she's amazing yeah yep all right okay, so Brad, brandon's the new co-host and he's in charge of all your guests yes that's it <laughs> but the whole point is we're just gonna get all these people in here to talk about brandon's projects <laughs> <laughs> yep perfect. this this perfect. podcast is the new algorithm that we're gonna <laughs> use it to you know really spread the word and uh well, not be so, just for uh, brandon stuff no, just, we're not no gonna shout just, out just brandon stuff anything brandon is uh, associated with no one else yeah. like we'll start like if i was to say like hey i really love the new stone temple pilots you'd have to edit it and then be like hey i really love the beep up beep, the pilot beep like <laughs> <laughs> Well, so uh, I would like to say thank you for uh, for listening, folks, and uh, thank you, Brandon, for taking time out of your evening to come and chat with us. Oh my God! Anytime, thank you guys. I, I, I had a blast. Uh, go see Death Drop Gorgeous. It's currently on demand and on yep. Amazon, right? Yeah, Amazon, Apple, you name it. It's out there, man. Yeah, yep. iTunes. Yeah, go out there and get that shit. Go out there and see it because <laughs> if you don't, I mean. The sequel to Death Drop Gorgeous will be a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> you need to know the roots for when you see the remake of Showgirls. 
You need right. to know where the production and the writing and the directing and the acting came from. When Michael yeah. Sarah plays every character. <laughs> Wait. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm donating double this time. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Can I be in uh, the Showgirls remake too? I'll be the... Oh. I'll, Not I'll... unless you're a platinum donator. you got to drop and you release a <laughs> 250 Well, in that case, we naturally have to have endorsements on the podcast. So. Yeah, well... We'll get there. Yeah. A24, <laughs> they they just sent me an email. I got to check it. Oh, they, they just heard a cash register sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This this has been the, the Crush Monocle podcast. Uh, my host, uh, co-host John. Uh, Hello. Our guest, Bye. Brandon. And uh, thank you for listening. And uh, thank you for enjoying Horror Month for spooky good times at Crush Monocle Podcast. This is Coop <laughs> signing out. Peace. Peace.